ATV Talk, the podcast. Sit down with your host industry professional, Leonard Duncan, as the men and women from the ATV world bring their behind-the-scenes stories to life. Every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And remember, dream big. It could be your story one day. GBC Power Sports Tires, a division of Green Ball Corp, has been producing industry-leading tires for ATV side-by-side market for over 25 years with tires like Mongrel, Dirt Devil, TerraMaster, XC Master, Dirt Commander, and Groundbuster. They have a tire for your application. Top racers from GNCC, Works, and Best in the Desert rely on GBC Power Sports tires. So why shouldn't you? Go check them out at gbctires.com to see the full line of tires they offer. Thank you very much. TPR Stabilizer, a leader in steering dampener technology, brings you the new Q5 Sport ATV damper with better control and handling with an upgraded vane and seal system. Go check it out today, www.gprstabilizers.com or call 619-661-0101. Don't forget to tell them ATV Talk Sandy. Paul Turner, thank you for coming back on ATV Talk. How are you, buddy? What's happening, Lenny? How are you? I'm doing great. Just doing what I do, brother. You know that. I hear you. Me too. So you have an international star in the family. Um, Your daughter's pitching high school softball and and killing it, from what I hear. Yep, she sure is. She uh, won her first varsity today. Her friend Dylan uh, helped her out with the bottom of the seventh. And uh, hit a home run to win the game. So it was a, it was a good a good day today for sure. So w- what's going on, Lenny? What do you want to talk about, buddy? <laughs> hey, I want to talk about what it takes to be a professional mechanic in the ATV world. From you, you started in the two stroke era and you worked into the four stroke era, and so you have a double sided perspective of of really what it takes to achieve your goal which is to win races and championships. Uh, yeah, I actually, I guess I have a little bit of experience in both, huh? Yeah. Um, well, the two strokes were a little easier to work on than the four strokes. I have to admit, you know, um, didn't have to, well, I guess there's a lot of prep to it. You know, I, I was a little anal. I have to admit, um, I had to, you know, I, I always framed my bikes every race because it's just, so I can sleep at night, making sure that everything's right. You know what I mean? Especially with, even with the two strokes, the two strokes, you really had to be careful with them. Um, you really had to be up on, on tune and jetting right and making sure everything was tight and, you know, just making sure the motor ran, you know, um, you know, shoot, what was that back 2000? Right. And then, yeah. Yeah. With Travis. So, um, we did a lot of different things, a lot of testing, um, I, I, I actually think like the two stroke definitely, how do I put this? Um, hmm. so the two stroke was a really big learning curve, right. For everybody. I mean, everybody, 
And by the time we got to the four strokes, we had a lot of things figured out with the two strokes, but then we had to figure it all back out with the four strokes, thinking the two stroke way to go to the four stroke way. So we kind of basically had to start all over again. You know what I mean, Lenny? You get oh, yeah, that? Totally. Totally. Yeah. You know, um, weight wise, you know what I'm saying? Cause the two, the, cause the two fifty R's were so light. They were awesome. You know, easy to work on too, which was nice. But back in the day, I thought it was the hardest thing ever to work on. And I think you did too, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, he, 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 I was like, Oh my God, what am I getting myself into with these things? You know? And, uh, you know, I learned a lot of, a lot, lot about geometry, you know, um, with Doug roll and, and with you guys, you know, um, about the, about the two, you know, but the two stroke stuff, um, you know, and a lot of great people out there made some great frames and some great a arms, you know, and, and really excelled the whole thing with the two stroke stuff. And then going to the four stroke stuff, man, whole different weight, different transfers, you know, different moving parts, different, different, everything. You know, I had a, I had to learn how to adjust valves. What the hell are those things? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it was def definitely, you know, definitely different, you know? Um, like, Oh man, now I know a four stroke pretty well. I have to admit, you know, um, they're actually not easier to work on, but comfortable, more comfortable for me to work on. I, I know, what, what, what goes on and what could go wrong and what happened if something did go wrong, you know, which, you know, didn't go a lot with me. I mean, it did, you know, you had your test days where things didn't go right. And some race days where things didn't go right. Um, but you learn from them, you know, and, and you, um, I'm sure you did too, right? Lenny, we both did. Right. I mean, well, you never stop learning the, the evolution of building some of the machines that we've gotten to build when you get down into the nuts and bolts of it, you're learning how the stress it, it, it's taking its toll on specific parts. And if you race a specific model long enough, um, you have a, a diary of information so that you already know when you see one, what's wrong with it before you even take it apart. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. I mean, I did a lot of documentation down, you know, in my head for one and two, like on some of my notes, I knew like if something went wrong, I knew what it was right away. You know, like I get phone calls all the time from people. What, uh, what's this, that, you know, I'm like, well, it could be this, this, or this, you know, cause we know, you know, as well as I know, you know, um, and everybody else that works on them knows a lot of, you know, things that go wrong with them. So it's, it's just a lot of moving parts in a four stroke, man. If one thing goes wrong, it's a bad day <laughs> and an expensive day. You know, I would say uh, the expensive part makes it even worse. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, like for instance, you know, I'm helping out Jacob Stevens with this work series and, uh, and, uh, and, and you guys are well, you know, and, and your brother is, is I'm more than blessed to have you guys on this program because you know, you guys are really working hard for Jacob and so am I. And, so is Jacob and his dad. And, um, but you know, like there's some stuff I saw that I was like, wow, I've never seen that before. And I'm learning, you know? So it's, it's, I'm still learning now. And I, I, I learned back in 2000 with Travis. I learned, I learned a lot actually from Travis. He taught me a lot. So, um, 
you know, you know how it is, Lonnie. <laughs> yeah. When you, when you deep dive into it and because you've worked with multiple different, <laughs> multiple different riders. Uh, and I would have to say that, that, that it's not just the different levels. It's in the different eras. Yeah. But what yeah. I'm trying to get at where I want you to, you know, to reach down deep for me is to explain what it takes to be that guy for that rider. A lot of dedication. I have to say, you have to have a lot of heart, a lot of dedication. You have to work more hours than you thought you would have to work. And you'd have to put more heart and more drive than anything you ever imagined. Like I wouldn't sleep for a day or two because I was so stressed out about getting that bike to where I wanted it and to, yeah, to where I wanted it and to, for it to be perfect. I wouldn't be happy of a ATV leaving my shop or leaving my, you know, uh, leaving the 18 wheeler or leaving the pits with me not knowing that I hundred percent to 195% to 200% know that that bike's going out to win. And, um, it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of drive. Um, it's, it's hard. It's, it's, it's hard. Cause it's, it's hard on your head. It's hard on your brain. It's hard on your heart. It's hard on your health, you know, like, um, endless, um, you know, like, like I said, like endless nights of, of not sleeping and getting, getting the job done or, or the night before, like, you know, back in the day, we had those two, two day races, you know, like we had a problem. So I would have to stay in the pits until 11, 12 o'clock at night, one o'clock in the morning, then get up at five o'clock to get to the racetrack, you know, to get those bikes prepped. Um, it just, it, it just doesn't come to you, Lenny. It, 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 you have to work for it. And that's the bottom line. And I've, I've always taught with that. I mean, your brother taught me that that you have to work for it. It's just not going to be handed to you. Unfortunately, you know, you look at all these great riders like, uh, Doug, Doug Gust and Travis and, uh, Pat Brown and Thomas Brown and Chad Weenan, Joel Hetrick, John Natale, Timmy Farr, Shane hit, do they all put time in, you know, they, they, they work hard. So why wouldn't I put that dedication into that as well? If they're working hard, why shouldn't I work hard? And that's how you win championship you know, teamwork, basically, you know, I mean, what do you think? Do you agree this, that way or? Well, I remember, you know, every time that Doug and I had a lull or a, a, a bad race, I always contributed to the fact that I didn't work hard enough on the mm -hmm. machine and didn't give him a good enough bike. And that's why he didn't win, you know, and, and as, as gracious as Doug was for me and to me, he always said, no, we just had a bad day. It's all right. You did great. And yeah, I would. Yeah. And yeah, I don't care what he said. The next week, I would take a super dive into the machine and make it better, so that the next race we would have no question that it was perfect. Right, and that's that's and that's the frustrating thing too is when your rider is like not doing well, and now it becomes like you, like shoot, what am I doing wrong? Like you second guess yourself. You know what I mean? Yep. And you know, and that sometimes I have to say you can get away from that. You can, you, you, um, you can steer so far to the left and get away from where you were in the beginning 
And that's what's hard. Um, that's what's hard is to come back to the back where you were. Like if you go to that, that side where everything's going wrong to try and figure out to get back into the winning part of it. You know, it's, it's, that's a tough thing. That's a mental thing. It's very mental. Um, you really have to like, you know, <laughs> well, you really got to think about it. When you get into the dark, um, it, it always takes outside sources to get you back into the light. You know, you have to, yeah. to sometimes it might be your, your greatest competitor says something to you or does something with you that brings you back into understanding what you're doing and why you're doing it. Right. Like you have to have a trust thing too, with like you and your rider that has, that, that has to be, you know, um, you lose that trust in, in, in that, um, it's, it's, it's not, it's not going to help to matter at all. So, you know, like Travis and I had a phenomenal bond. Um, the, one of the best bonds I've ever had in my life, just as a friend and also as a mechanic, you know, like we're, we're like, matter of fact, he's called me the other day. That's <laughs> funny. Um, just to chit chat and, you know, catch up and stuff. Um, we try and talk at least, at least once a month, if not twice, three times a month. Um, but it, 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 you know, that's the bond that you need to really work well with everything, you know, and to learn everything too. It's, you know, yeah, it's yeah. good times, Lenny. Good times. <laughs> oh, it, it, it is. It really is. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think, I, I think Doug Eichner is one of my closest friends in the whole world and we may not talk for quite a lengthy time, sometimes more than we'd like because our schedules keep us from talking as much. Right. But right. when I need something, I'm going to jump and take care of it. Oh yeah. Like if Travis wanted to go racing tomorrow, I probably would go racing with him. Like he's like, Hey, let's go. I'm like, okay, I'll go. But just because of the bond that we have and the trust that we have, you know, trust, is a huge thing, Lenny. Yeah. I mean, you know, that you, you really have to have a trust, you know, same thing with like Chad, Chad and I had a really good bond together. Um, like he trusts me and he's still to this day. He even says that, you know, there's only a few guys that he trusts and I'm one of them. So that that's, you know, that's, that's something to the heart. That's something that where I work hard for, you know, even I, I, I know that even Doug would be even say the same thing or Jeremiah Jones would say the same thing, you know, um, because I would do anything for those guys, even if they called me tomorrow, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, even like, you know, Pat Brown or, or even Thomas too, they would, you know, I'm sure they would um, be appreciated, you know, just like I was appreciated with them. Um, now stop, you know, it's, you know, and I know Jacob, <laughs> Jacob, uh, he, he really trusts me a lot too. So it's kind of cool. It's, it's a fun thing. What I'm doing with Jacob. It's, it's, it's different. Let's put it that way. It's fun. You know? Long distance, long distance, uh, caregiver. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. It's, you know, on the phone, giving advice. Um, it's, it's, you know, it keeps, it keeps my heart going. It keeps, it keeps the fun in, in, into it a little bit that way. I'm, you know, I'm really not involved that much anymore with the whole ATV thing. Um, I am, but I'm not, you know, you know what I mean? Um, I don't go to the races anymore or anything like that, but you know, people call me, you know, I'll, I'll definitely, uh, you know, give him my advice for sure. You know, even like with Mac Linquist, you know, he calls me once in a while. And I give him my advice on what he should do. Um, checking on him. Nick Janusa sometimes too, checking on him. You know, 
I check on the boys sometimes, you know, you gotta, you know, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just very grateful and blessed that I, um, I got the opportunity that I did, um, to, to work with some of the greats, like with your brother and with Wayne Henson and, um, you know, and to learn from, from what you guys know, you know, cause those you guys knew way before I knew about this. And I just, you know, took your guys's advice and put my thinking involved in it and went from there, you know, um, you definitely learn though a lot every time you do something, you know, there's always something stupid that goes wrong. It drives you up the wall, <laughs> you know, it's always the little things that, that are the ones that hurt the most. Yeah. Like breaking a chain last weekend that hurt, you know, that, that one hurt with, with Jacob. I was pissed about that because I worked so hard and so did your brother. And you did too, actually, with this exhaust to get everything to him. You know, I worked, I worked a lot on that motor because I had issues, you know, getting parts and getting, getting everything here as fast as I could. And I literally had a five hour window to put that motor together and get it shipped. And I got it done. So that's what the dedication I'm talking about. Like you never quit, you know? And I had an issue with, uh, you know, I had an issue of putting the cases together. I had everything brand new, but these two parts and we couldn't get those two parts. So I, um, yeah, <laughs> I made it happen. Let's put it that way. So, well, that's, that's, uh, that's what we've done from the start of it. There was never surrender. And yeah. when, when we were taught how to do this, and I believe that you were taught the same way because you had a teacher of a teacher, uh, a teacher that graduated from the same class that I did. And right. There's just no quit. You, we're not. You can't done. quit. Yeah. There's no done until nah. it's done. Right. Until you can't physically, mentally, or do whatever again. But I, I don't quit. And that's probably why I am who I am because I don't quit. I don't quit at anything, you know. Um, I give it 200% every time. And that's the, the only advice I can give people like newcomers coming up, new kids coming up that want to do this stuff that you, you, you can't give up, man. You, you just, you just can't, you have to have that drive, um, you know, and, and to, to figure it out, you know, if something's broke, why did it break? What did it do? Where did it go? You know, um, why did it do that? And, you know, and sit down, think about it. And then, you know, call somebody and ask their advice and call somebody else, ask their advice, why this and that. And then you figure out what it is and then you fix it, you know, and then you make, now you make it better. Right. So now each time you make something better, it's making everything better, making everybody better, you know? So I don't know. <laughs> is, it, is, it, is it diagnosing the problem that nobody's been able to fix the funnest thing ever? Yes. Cause when you figure it out, you feel like a champ. <laughs> yeah yeah it's fun there's a couple of times i figure stuff out you know i don't which i is don't cool. know i wasn't involved much between you and lauren um but i know that with me he's thrown me into the you know the the ocean full of sharks and there's a hey the problem's over there you got to figure it out well yeah. there's all, he goes i'll be back you know figure it out yeah and 
very little guidance, always there for support, but you know, you got to figure it out. Right. Right. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, yeah, you got to figure it out. It's, uh, the best thing in the world when you do, I can tell you that, you know, I, um, there are times where, <laughs> you know, I think every mechanic mechanic has done it. You know, you want to throw tools across the damn, the damn <laughs> room, but you can't, you know, you just can't because that means you lost, you know, that means you didn't, you didn't give it your all, you know, you know, I mean, just like the example with this, the cases with, with Jacob, I mean, I worked on that thing for like three hours. I was like, red, I was done. I was like, that's it. I'm done. And then I'm like, it's gotta be these two parts. So I, I found, I found a way of getting those two parts and I put those two parts in and guess what it was, those two parts. So, you know, you just you can't give up, you know, I, I, I keep saying that. So I just want people to, to know that, you know, it's true. When you work for different riders and learn them, what are some of the things that you have to, to face as you enter into a new partnership? Figuring the rider out, figuring out um, what they like is, is the, to me, fun part of it. Um, Cause it's something new. Um, watching what they're doing, watching things, you know, changing parts that they think they like, and then they don't like, you know, um, and then they go back to this part, um, talking to them is huge. Um, relationship part of it is huge. Um, like Travis was a huge try, 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 and then write it down. And that didn't work. This worked, that worked, this didn't work. And then we have at the end of the day, you have a couple of packages that you like. So you, you want to keep that. Um, Chad is the same way. Chad likes to try different things all the time. And Chad is a very smart rider. Joel was the same, same way. Um, I had a lot of fun with Joel too. Um, cause he was young. Um, so I never really worked with a really young kid before, you know, older than me or younger than me. So that was a fun thing, figuring Joel out. Um, yeah. Um, like Doug was easy, man. He just, he didn't care. <laughs> he rides anything. You give it to him and he'll ride it. Um, Jeremiah Jones was very, um, meticulous, which I loved. Um, he liked a bike a certain way. That's it. And he knew it. Like he knew his bike set up big time. So did Doug. Doug did too. And you know, they all, they all do. They all have their own little thing they, that they, they do, you know? Um, yeah, it's, it's figuring out the rider. It's fun. It's a, it's a fun time, you know, like even from gear to gear changing, you know, to different swing arms, different a arms, different shocks, you know, lowered subframe, higher subframe, shorter, you know, a arms back, a arms forward, you know, the drill, you know, steering stem high, steering stem low. I like it this way. This kid likes it that way, you know, and I work with a lot of riders. Dude, every rider was different. There wasn't the same guy that liked the same thing. It's so weird. Like how, I guess it's not weird, but how interesting it was how everybody was different. Like the way they 
someone like this different gearing or this, this shock or this a arm, you know, it's like, just, it's just odd to me, you know, even like motor packages, like some people like it, you know, they like more bottom and top No, you know, more bottom and mid don't like a lot of top where some riders like it mid to top don't like bottom, you know? So you had to juggle around pipes, cams, you know, timing, you know, mapping, uh, you know, jetting. It, I mean, I went from jetting to mapping, so whatever. I, that's a whole other story. Lenny, you know that, oh. um, you know, it's a nightmare. We're still trying to, uh, you just got to figure it out. You know, that's what I, it's a challenge. I like when that fuel injection stuff came out, I actually enjoyed trying to figure that out. Um, wasn't very good at it. I got better at it though. As the years went on, I figured it out. God, starting to figure it out. Um, well, the Suzuki yeah, is more of a challenge know, because the quality of the, some of the components versus the Yamaha, isn't it? Yeah. Well, the Suzuki, when that first Suzuki came out, that thing was, that thing was awesome. Oh my God. That's such a nice quad. Um, figuring that jetting out though was, was, was tough, you know, cause we were putting a lot of power into it. So we had to figure on how to, you know, put more fuel and more air into it, you know, um, which we did. Um, we did a great job with it. Um, probably one of the winning spikes out there, I have to say, but besides the Yamaha now, um, it, it was definitely a, a, an error of its time. You know, it definitely changed the ATV industry for sure. You know, um, having that, that new, new Suzuki and then Yamaha came out, you know, balance, Bill balance did a lot of work on that thing, man, you know, and, uh, and Dustin Nelson and, um, you know, all those guys, you know, I had a, I had a little part into it, you know, into it, um, testing with some stuff, you know, um, but it was cool. Definitely cool. You know, I like, I like the carbureted four strokes still. A, a lot. I know you do. <laughs> I, I mean, I really do. Um, well, that's because you know, them. that's your bread and butter, you know, Lenny? Well, I mean, yeah. that's, you're comfortable with it, you know? Um, yeah. I also like my package on a Yamaha. Yeah. Because yeah. I trust it. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's not everybody's cup of tea. Right. You right. know, I mean, specific, you know, you get somebody that likes what I do and it's works great. You get some, somebody that doesn't and you know, I'm sorry. That's what I do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it, you know what it is. It's tough to make everybody happy. It really is a tough thing. Um, I, I, I was just blessed to work with a lot of great riders, you know, um, it made my, it made me, made my life a lot, a lot easier, uh, you know, to, to do what I did, you know? Um, but I also, you know, I worked for it, you know, I, 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 I mean, I, I, you know, I, I, I put the time in, you know, is like people, anybody? people trusted me, me to, to be there to do it. So, and Is there anybody you, know. you couldn't work with, um, no, I'm not afraid to work with anybody personally. That's not, that's not what I meant. Is there, anybody, <laughs> is there anybody that you clashed with that you just couldn't, you just guys just couldn't come to a joining point. You know, there's a guy I mean, at, that, at the, guys at the end of like, like, uh, like at the end of with, with Pat, Pat Brown and I, um, we just started seeing things differently. Um, 
which I really enjoyed working with Pat and his family um, and with Yamaha with, with him. Um, it just got to a point where, you know, it, it, we just had a, we had a, you know, um, you know, we just had our differences. Philosophical um, differences. Yeah. I just don't, you know, I really don't like talking about it because I felt like I, I honestly felt like I, um, I let him down. Um, and I take the blame for that. I'll be, and, and I, I've been taking that blame since the day I left him. Um, I actually feel like that was my first time actually failing a rider. And I took that to heart pretty, pretty bad. Um, so I don't know if Pat will listen to this, but I, I'm sorry, Pat, you know, um, it's, it was 20 years ago, uh, probably right. What, what, what it be? 2022. It was 2009, 10. I left them, you know? Um, so it was a long time ago. Uh, yeah, he was, it was, a. Uh, yeah, it was a tough one. Um, but, but, okay. but, but, it, but it, but it helped him better. You know, it made him better. You know, he, he made some choices, you know, to, to go a different way. And I, you know, I thought he did the right thing, you know? Um, so, you know, and I was, but that's you how know. we believe Paul. I know that's how we believe it's it, when, when the, when he wins, it's him. When yeah. He, when he doesn't, it's us. Right. Right. And you know what? And he won a really big race. Um, and I was so proud of him, man, for that. That was like the best. That was one of my best, you know, times is about of being a mechanic, uh, him winning, winning that, uh, that first pro race at the, at the dirt bike race, you know, that was, that was awesome. Like I didn't see that coming. I don't think he did either. So it was even better. You know, we had all the best, we had wean in and, uh, Wimmer and everybody on Suzuki's and everybody was there Natali, you know, Joel, and that's when Can-Am was there. Kawasaki was there. Josh Creamer was there. I mean, it was crazy, you know, and, um, you know, Pat went out, pulled the whole shot and won the whole damn thing. So it was kind of cool, you know, pretty, pretty, I was really proud of him for that, you know, and then him also winning the Canadian Supercross too was pretty cool. Pretty big highlight for me too, for him doing that, going up there and winning that. We were struggling that day, boy, jetting wise because of the air density in the in the arena. I was struggling, and I, you know, I made a I made a jetting change the last minute, and it seemed it worked. So, so it it, it helped, you know, to win the race. So that's all that matters. And that, you know, the pressure part of it too of the races is big, man. You gotta have you 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 gotta know you gotta know what you're you gotta have a plan. You know what I mean for the. Going back to like prep and stuff, like we were talking about, you, you got to have a plan, Lenny, when you go into the racing. If you don't have a plan, it's not going to be very good. <laughs> and if you don't have a plan A, you better have a plan B and you better have a plan C because it could rain in a heartbeat and the track could change and you need to have that plan. So for all those new mechanics, always have a plan A, B, and C. And if you don't have a C, always have a D. <laughs> <laughs> i hated the rain races uh i loved them i loved them you know that was my favorite part that was my favorite part of racing was the mud I, I i had mud mud dialed in i actually learned a lot travis and i it's funny i go back to travis because that's you know travis and i and and your brother god bless his soul because he helped us with this 
whole thing. We would go mud testing and we would blow crap up, man. You know what I mean? Like, and your, your brother was like, take a motor out of the box, man. I said, okay. He goes, take that motor, put it in there, go mud testing and then send it back to me. I'm like, okay. <laughs> he was great. Um, he, that box fan was awesome, by the way. I have to, I have to put that in there. Um, uh, yeah. So we did a lot of mud testing and I learned a lot on how it worked, you know, where mud went and see, that's the crazy part about me is I studied where stuff went and where it stuck. So I would try and figure things out in my head. Okay. We got to do this, this, and this to keep that away. And Travis and I, you know, had a couple of great mud races and, you know, we obviously won them. So it just helped out. And do you, you know, two strokes, buddy, Woo. water gets in there. It's a, it's a bad day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a bad day. You know, you know, I just, uh, so many things that can ruin your day. Oh my God. Yeah. I had a pretty good mud package, even with like, you know, Pat and with Thomas and, you know, with, uh, Chad and Joel, I mean, hell Joel and I won, you know, he won his first mud race ever. You know, he always used to blow up with me, you know? So right there, I know what I, you know, I had an idea what, what, what to do, you know? And that was a Honda. I, we finished. So that was a good day back in the day. And it was steaming and smoking and. Oh my God, dude. Bad. Yeah. It, yeah. I, another was, lap. And I don't know if he'd have finished. He would have finished. It was fine. I, I, I know that he would have finished another lap. It would have been close, but he would have finished. They were still, let me put it this way. There was still radiator and radiator fluid in the radiator. when it came over <laughs> the first lap. So we were good. I had another, I had another lap too. Maybe not. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, yeah, that was just a, that wasn't anything. It, it was just a, a, a little freak thing that happened in the head. So we fixed that. We found out what that problem was and we fixed that. So, but you see, you learn from that, you know, you, you make things better, you know, now that didn't cause any more issues for the rest of the year. So, Did you, know. you race another mud race like that, that year? Yeah. We made, yeah. A couple. I remember the one year though with Chad, like when I came back, the Chad called me and I, I, you know, I was done racing and, uh, Chad, I was actually watching a Mets game. Chad called me. It's, it's funny. I remember stupid stuff, but anyway, he called me and, uh, you know, wanted me back. And I'm like, I'm like, all right. I'm like, I'll come to a race, you know, for you. He just needed me for one race. So I get there and it's freaking monsooning. I'm like, oh my God, I'm back. I'm like my first race back. It's a mud race. And that year it must have rained. I mean, God, it must have rained six out of the eight races that I went to. I mean, it's like, oh my God. I actually got on the airplane with mud, like, because I would fly in and then I would finish the race on Saturday and I would fly out Saturday night. So I couldn't even have time to shower, you know, and I would get on a damn airplane full of mud. <laughs> I didn't care. I'm going home. So, um, but dude, that's like the dedication we go back to. Like, I just, you know, I did it, you know, you have to, you know, no, no sleep, man. You can you know, I, I'm not going to say it, but you can sleep yeah, when you're yeah, older. When, you, there's when you're older. <laughs> there's going to be plenty of time for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, uh. You know, just like I said, a lot of heart and a lot of dedication you have to really put into it, you know, and I'll tell you another thing too, that if your rider has a lot of heart, 
you know, it just makes things a lot easier for you to drive, to, to, to work on things, you know, um, like for instance, Jacob, you know, I, I have, I have to say this because the kid broke a chain, right. Push that bike back a half a mile in the desert to the pits, put a chain on it and went out and raced and still did well. It came back, was only a lap down by the end of the, by the end of the, the, the race. And then the race before the kid hit an enormous bump, blew his shoulder out, tore his shoulder out, put it back into place and raced the rest of the race and held third all the way to the last lap. Like that's dedication, man. I, I can't ask for anything better than that from a rider, you know, like for him to go do that, you know, like he never, he never gave up and he called me, he goes, I don't give up. I said, neither do I dude. So, you know, it's just great. He's just a great kid, man. He's got a, he's got a big future ahead of him for sure. You know, and I, you know, it's just, you find those kids and you connect with the kid. You know what I mean? Lenny, you like, you connect with them. Yep. You know, and I, uh, yeah, he's just got, he's got definitely got a special place in my heart for sure. You know, he's just, uh, he's just an all around good kid. And, 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 you know, his dad is, his dad is just a good guy, man. You know, he just, he tries his hardest, man. And, uh, I, I appreciate that, you know, so I do what I can. When you, you have to bond with him, I believe. Yeah. You you become friends and then the friendship turns into, uh, it's really almost hard to explain. It's not, you're just not friends. You right. know, there's a, there's a, a, a bond relationship there that you'll have with that individual for the rest of your life. Right. No, I agree. And these like, it, like, look, listen, look at the stuff that I'm talking about. You know, this stuff with Travis and I tapping in 2000 is 22 years ago. You know what I mean? And it's still, I feel like it was yesterday, you know, and, uh, I, I just really appreciated everything that, you know, this ATV industry has done for me. Um, you know, they, they, they took me in as, as, as a part of their family, you know, um, I'll never forget that, you know, I, I, I never will. And I, I try and help out as much as I can to, to people, you know, you know, we have a um, disclaimer on that family deal. What's that? There's a disclaimer on the family. Thing. <laughs> what do you mean? All, everybody else signed it. Uh, I didn't know about it. I just, Oh, oh okay. Clear. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. You know, I just, um, yeah, I, I always loved going racing, man. You know, it was, it was definitely a cool, cool atmosphere. So what were one of the, what was one of the things that caused you to realize that maybe going to the races wasn't, uh, wasn't in the cards anymore? Um, family. It was time, like time to spend time with my kids. Um, racing will always be there. Um, my kids growing up won't be. So I had a, you know, pretty long talk with myself, me, <laughs> and said, uh, I, you know, they're, they're, they're starting to grow. They're starting to like really excel in things. Um, in their sports, uh, I, I, I am very fortunate. I have two girls that are top, top varsity, you know, uh, players in high school. Um, and I don't want to miss those memories, you know? Um, 
I miss racing every day. I'm not going to lie. I miss it every day, but I don't miss not missing seeing my kids. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I love going and watching my oldest Molina run, you know, cross country, winter track, spring track and cheering her on and watching her, watching her just be a a, a hell of an athlete, you know, in in front of my eyes, um, watching my, my middle one, Zoe, you know, dance her butt off when she was two and a half until she was 12. Um, you know, won multiple, 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 multiple dance competitions and one, you know, was, was ranked really high in the world at one point. Um, she really excelled in that. I loved watching that. And, and honestly, when Zoe was dancing, I would come home from the races and, and get home on Sunday to watch her dance on, you know, to watch her dance on Sunday. You know, I had her schedule. So I made sure that I was home to watch her dance. It was there for the big one, you know, for the big ones. Um, and now watching, you know, both my kids excel in softball back in the day, you know, coaching them, um, to now, you know, I coach just club now with, with my middle one, Zoe. Um, and actually my little one's getting into softball now too. So I'm going to be coaching that soon. <laughs> you know, it's just, you know, family, dude, it's, it's all about family. You, you know, it, you know, you're just fortunate to have your, you know, th- that's your whole life. You know, you and your brother have been doing this since you guys were, I don't know how, how old, you know, and your dad did it. So, you know, it's just a family thing, you know, um, I was, you know, like we talked about, I was very unfortunate. I didn't have a dad growing up, you know, I, I, I didn't, I didn't have, I didn't have that special bond with my dad. Um, you know, that's why I had bonds with like, you know, with your brother and you and with, with, with Wayne Hinson, like I look up to you guys, like, you know, like we're family, you know? And, um, I think that's why I also excel, um, what, you know, how I excelled with this whole ATV stuff, because I wanted to do it for myself. You know, I had goals. You know, oh, I don't know. I try. I think, I, think, <laughs> I think that you have to have a goal. You can't just go out and turn wrenches and not have some type of goal. Oh yeah. Understanding of what you're doing. Um, and you may not be understanding how to be a mechanic, but the, the, the understanding the commitment that it takes to become a mechanic is, is unbelievable. Oh yeah. It's it, yeah. Like you, first off, you really want to, you, 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 you want to want to do it, you know. Um, it, it, it's kind of weird because I really never rode those things before, <laughs> so I was in a whole different ball game. Like, like you know, I learned something without even riding it. If you really think about it, you know, I, I, I taught myself how to work on these things without even riding one. Well, I rode one, but not like race one. You know what I mean? Um, pretty fast on tt bike by the way i raced you remember you remember that day no I don't. what yes you and i went you meet travis and doug roll we all raced that one race i raced at the cotty with with a no uh counterbalancer in it yeah you beat me i'm just saying you beat me but we did race a tt race in california oh you don't remember you don't don't remember that i remember that yeah you i think you're on a 480x dude i think i probably could actually on a tricycle you would have beat me on a tricycle. I know, but I did. I went out there and raced, buddy. So, 
Hey, I didn't get last. That's all I have to say. <laughs> That's what it's all about, brother. That's what it's yeah. About. Yeah. That was a fun time. See, you don't even remember that. And I remember that. That makes me, that hurts, man. That hurts. <laughs> Dude, you get lost in the memory sometimes. I know. I'm just kidding with you. I know. No, but it, it you know, you just, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just a great thing. Lenny, you know, just a great, great thing. Well, when you, when you take a, a grown man that you have that bond with and they throw themselves on the ground and hurt themselves and you're probably in as a much emotional pain as they are physical prepping the bike, knowing that they can't ride it and they're mm-hmm. telling you they can. Mm-hmm. And yep. when you, you help them, put their clothes on so that we can fly home after a broken weekend. And, you know, you have to button their pants up because they, they only one arm works and, and they're too sore to, to move. Um, mm-hmm. It puts you in a special place, you know, with an yeah. individual. Yeah. Yeah. I like, like with Travis crashing at his last race, you know, like that was a tough one, man. Like I've never seen him cry. He cried, you know, he held my hand and he said, we're done. And I said, I said, yeah, we're done. Mom said too. <laughs> so, you know, I get it, you know, I, I, I get it, you know, and, uh, I, and I hate, man, I, I don't talk about this much, but like with Jeremiah Jones, that was, that was a tough one for me because I was the first person there. So that was a tough one. Were you his mechanic at that time or Doug? No, no, I was Doug's, but, uh, Ryan Cox was actually his mechanic. Um, the famous Ryan Cox, by the way. Um, he, um, yeah, he, you know, unfortunately I, I was, I was the one that I saw the wreck. So I, I was, um, I was the first one there and, you know, that was, uh, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. yeah. I get it. It's just yeah. a tough one. That was a tough one for me. You know, I, 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 to this day, I do anything for that kid. You know, I, he called me for a harness and I said, I got you. You know what I mean? I, I just, he's got a special part of my, in my heart for the, till the day I die. You know, I, I like talking to people that he coaches. Oh yeah. Because yeah. some of the insights and some of the things that, that he tells people, it's man, amazing, right? off the charts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. I think I know a lot of shit and then, then, and then you listen to some of the things that he says, and mm-hmm. you're like, wow, that's next level. Yeah, he, he he like I said, dude, he knew. He knew exactly what he wanted, man. He knew, I mean, to I mean to the shim and the shock, he knew. That's how that's how educated that kid was. Like but but he's so good with picking lines and telling people how yeah, to do course. Yeah. And and what they're doing wrong and your body position. I mean, it's just it, He's just so on it. Yeah. And one of these days I want to sit down and have a conversation with him, whether it's oh, you on, haven't gotten on the podcast yet. Uh, no, whether it's on the oh, podcast man. or whether it's just sitting there in the pits talking. Oh yeah. Just, you know, when you think, you know, something, you always meet somebody that puts you in your place. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. I know that I get put in my place. It's okay. <laughs> well, not, that didn't mean it. Towards you. Yeah. But you, but you learn. Yeah. You know, you know I, I don't think that when we, when we put the wrenches down, people don't realize that 
now I become counselor, nursemaid, and babysitter. <laughs> yeah, you got to babysit sometimes. Definitely. Depending on the person, you got to babysit. But it's okay. You know? You're babysitting no matter who they are. Yeah. Because every writer's got their own little thing that's going to cause them to derail. Yeah. Yeah. And you got to... You got to babysit the bike. I give you that. You um, know, you got to make sure everything's right. Babysit that. Ba- uh, oh my god, I've slept. Yeah, on have you ever? Ha- have you ever talked to the bike? Like while you're working on it? Well, Days of Thunder. You remember the movie? Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm just asking. Talk- have you done that? Oh, all the time. Every build. Okay. Every yeah. time I build one, I don't name them. Oh no. No, I don't name them, but I talk to them. Uh, yeah, I name them sometimes, not all the times. Some of them. Yeah, I tell no, you have to, they, and they don't believe me. You can tell by the way the machine goes together how she's going to treat you. Mm-hmm. That's true. I agree with you on that 100. percent It goes smooth. We're going to have a good day. It doesn't go smooth. We're going to have a bad day because yep. you can have there's those days, man. When you're putting them together, you're like, oh my god. Like what is going on? You know, like just, I'm not going to get involved. (laughs) Well, yeah, because I mean, you can't get the shock on or the arms aren't fitting or, you know, the the motor's not going back in the frame and, and and you're just took this thing apart. What's the deal? Yeah. The best is new bikes and you get the part and it's wrong. You're like, Oh my God, dude. You're like, and you got a call. You got to be like, dude, it's wrong. What do you mean? Oh, it's it's not right. You know, it's it stinks. You know, it's like, you know, back in the day too. Like Nerf Nerf bars, bro. Come on, they were so hard back in the day. They sucked. They're, the manufacturers are getting much better. I have to admit, but still, they're not a hundred percent. You still got to tweak them. But I mean, remember like four tie straps and a jack and like you know exactly what i'm talking about bro oh dude freaking ah you want to take a sledgehammer to the damn things but you know what the thing is people that this is the thing that it was people weren't giving you know feedback so how how is someone gonna fix their problem if they don't get feedback you know so i was that guy i was calling like bro it's wrong like what it's wrong. I'm like, dude, please fix it. You know, like it's three inches off, man. How can it be three inches off? Like I take a picture of it and I say, it's three inches off. So, I don't know. Eh. It's over now. Straps and the steel pole. Oh, yeah. The steel pole. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Sometimes I actually sometimes had to use a freaking car jack. Like, Jesus Christmas. You know, it's like, what's going on here? You know? I love about, that's what that's what I love about roll arms. Oh, dude, rolls fit right on there. Fantastic. I mean, even Walsh's Walsh's were great. Leggers once in a while had a little bit of an issue here and there, but you know, rolls were always on point, man. Dougie was the Dougie's the man, dude. He still is the man. He can so intelligent. Oh my god. I mean he's the man. I I have gotten to uh speak to Mike Walsh. Yeah. Number of times. And he is not the guy people think he is. No, I know Mikey. God, he's (laughs) a great dude. I really enjoy the conversations and the, and the way he brings across some of his stuff. And he he is a different kind of version of, 
of Doug Roll because mm-hmm. they're both out there in a different ozone than the rest of us. Yeah. Because they're building things and thinking of things that the rest of us dream of maybe on a whim, but those guys yeah. are about making it real. Yeah, no, they, they make, they make parts, you know, they make, they make things happen. I mean, even Baldwin too, Mark Baldwin, he's, he's awesome too. You know, he makes things happen too. I have to admit, you know, he's been in the damn industry longer than I have. So as long as you, right? No, he's, I was in it before he was really I grew up in it. And he, he came in, I don't know the whole story because he was Tim Farr's mechanic. Right. Right. And Jimmy came in after we were already there. I gotcha. Yeah. And yeah, he, Timmy was awesome too, man. <laughs> he was a cool cat. I like Timmy. Uh, you never could get him to talk. I can. I'm I PT. Well, <laughs> you, you make everybody talk. We, when you had a conversation with yourself, did you get a word in edgewise? Yeah. Really? Yeah. One, yeah. two? Two. <laughs> <laughs> Some people are going to listen to this and, and, and not totally understand. No, it's okay. Jokes. You know? It's okay. It's okay. We'll get it's That's what's nice about this situation, you know? So how many, good. how many titles did you win? Uh, back east three with chad one with pat one with travis one with doug so what's that where am i at six six yeah yeah six a pro-am championship with um i i i helped build um or i yeah, I helped build uh, Pat Brown, uh, not Pat, um, Thomas Brown's Pro-Am bike. I prepped it for him between the races. Um, so I helped with that too a little bit. So he went Pro-Am there. Um, mechanic of the race, I got like four times, I think, three or four times. Um, I don't know. I think that's it. <laughs> it's hard. To, yeah. Enough. Mechanic of the year three or four times. Only three or four times. Four, four times mechanic of the year? Yeah. yeah. Four times? Yeah, something like that. That says a lot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is, it, is it, though? Does it? For you. For me. I mean, because at the yeah, end of the year. It's a good achievement for me. In the end of the, in the, end of the deal, when the stories are quit being told, the only one that really matters about your accomplishments is you and the, and the people that are close to you. Right. You know, mm-hmm. I got father of the year two once. So that was cool. <laughs> How much is that joke? No, no, it's a joke. It's uh-huh. a joke. <laughs> My friends got me father of the year, uh, got me a, uh, a trophy for father of the year. <laughs> so it's a joke. Uh, it's funny though. They're like, I don't know. They, 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 my, all my buddies couldn't believe what I do. Like going to dance, doing this, working on that, going here, doing that, going racing. They couldn't believe it. Like your father of the year. I'm like, I just put my head down and do it. You know, there, I mean, yeah, dude, there was times where I had a three softball games going three, you know, be at four different places with my kids. Oh my God. Yeah. It slowed down. Thank God. High school is much better. <laughs> I, I understand it. You know, 
Yeah, you've been through it, you know. Yeah. You know. Um, there was a lull when my daughter was playing ball for a little while in the racing, but uh, as it came back, uh, you know, I mean, it, it's. I think that you've experienced this. We've had careers inside of our career. You can stretch right. it out over all the years that we did it, and there was different phases of it. Right. Where there were you were really into it, then you weren't, then you were, and you know from traveling back east to desert to off-road. I mean, it's, it's just been a gamut of everything for me. Oh yeah. You, you have more experience than I do with that. So I just did motocross stuff. I I dabbled in GC stuff, but like this new works thing that Jacob's doing is a whole other ball game, boy. I'm learning a lot. I have to tell you that I'm learning a lot. So it's, it's a lot different than a lot of people think. It's a way different than a lot of people think. I don't care what anybody says. It's way different. You're not going to go there and think you're going to go. I mean, Joel's a species, you know, Joel, Joel went there and, you know, he's just, he just rides, but he's not going to lie. He was sore for three days. <laughs> so. I I think that Joel Hetrick is a phenom in the industry. Mm-hmm. I don't think mm-hmm. that when he retires, I don't think you'll see one of him. For a while, while maybe his kid. I don't even. I don't. It's very seldom is it generational like that. It'll be a young child, maybe that's seeing him ride at the twilight of his career, right? Something like that, Uh, like Harold Goodman. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is in the Bumblebee. You know, you hear that little freaking bike of his going by. Oh, there goes Goodman. You know. Yeah then he became a pro and into the pro class and winning races and, and the talent that that kid has, you know? Yeah. 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 No, he was definitely, he was fun. Family's awesome too, by the way. Good people. They are. They are. Yeah. Good people. Yeah. He, um, yeah. Joel's, um, Joel is definitely, he has mastered that bike pretty well, you know, and same with Chad, they all have, you know, whoever wins a championship has mastered their bike. That's how I feel. Um, comfortable on it. You know, everything's working right. Shocks are working right. Everything's going its way. You know, I, I, I mean, I mean, I don't know how do you feel about this, but like there's different levels in it, you know, like as you become a pro, there's different levels that you have to achieve, you know, and, um, going to that next step is, is the hardest part. You know, everybody can go fast, but you have to do the next step. Like what Joel and, and Chad did and, and dude, they, they just kept going and going and making it more challenging and more challenging. You know, it's like it's unreal how fast these, these two guys are going on a quad, like, and the technology now that we're having, you know, and, and, and doing what, what, what we're doing with these things, you know, through the recreational bikes, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? The, <laughs> engines like, the engines aren't, the engines are freaking little yeah. cylinder Indy cars. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's the, the, the power we're getting out of these things is just unreal. Like I, I would never imagine the horsepower that Chad is getting out of his bike and Joel is getting out of his bike. It's just absurd, you know? And, and, you know, Malaska does a great job and Dasa does a great job. There's, there's your two best engine builders, you know, in, in the country, you know, and then you guys in the desert, you know, so 
it's crazy. You know, it's crazy. You know, I was always bummed that we didn't stay back there. I know. I know. But I understand why it was a business decision and to save the business we had to. hundred percent. You have to do what you have to do. And I get what you guys did. It's okay. You know, it's all good. It's just, it's the way things they go. You know, I get it. Trust me. I get it now. <laughs> well, I like, I liked the motocross way better in the beginning, you know, and when you had to learn yeah. transition into the, into the desert and then the off road or back, back and forth, it was, it, it's a, it's a hard transition. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like different out, out there where you guys are too, like everything's desert, you know? So you guys have, you feel more comfortable out there than like over here with me, it's more motocross because that's, we don't have that, you know, wide open deserty feel out, you know, here because we live on the East coast. So just different dirt, different, different style, different setup too. Like I learned that. Wow. man! like that whole setup thing with Suzuki, like we tested all year in California. Right. And that was probably the biggest, one of the biggest mistakes we made because we got to the first race in the East coast and the bike didn't want to work. So we had to figure it out, you know, and that was, a, that was a rough transaction at first. Well, we figured it out obviously, but now I, we know I we have different the, things, you know, the, the dirt's different. The air's different. Yeah. Everything's different. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. There's no way to compare it unless you live it. Right. And I had the, I had the, the, I was blessed to actually live out there. So I got to feel what it was like living, you know, out there and what you had to do out there. So that helped me become a better mechanic as well. Cause I was blessed to move, you know, out there for a couple, you know, I used to, hell, I lived out there for close to five months, six months out of the year, you know, cause we had a, that's, where our main shop was and I had a I had to be there you know it was only Ryan and I for a long time and uh you know then we hired Ricky Strickland which was a blessing <laughs> um so you know I built all the bikes basically and Cox did all the motors so it's just two it was a two-man operation and a lot of work <laughs> those 400 those DRZ 400s were a lot of work, buddy. <laughs> I, to this, oh my God. To this day, I will never work on one. Like my friends have them. I'm like, nope, I don't even want to change the oil on them. Just keep them away from me. I have nightmares of those things, but we got them running. You know, we made them, we made them competitive. So that, that was a challenge, you know? <laughs> I know that you told me about uh, the Pat Brown race. Yeah. But most memorable race in your whole career. My whole career? In your whole career. The one day that set everything else apart. Travis Bader winning the DT. That one TT, that that $5,000 race, wherever it was, $2,000 race. That was the big one for me. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember what racetrack it was, but that was the big one for me. Oroville? Oroville, right? Is that what it was? Yeah, I think it was Oroville. That was a big one for me. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, the, the next one would be Travis winning the championship at, at Loretta's. That was cool. Winning that. Um, yeah. And then, um, I never, yeah, I never want, 
like we didn't win the overall there though. When, when he won the championship, we just, he won the championship. He got hit. We got like an eight and a two or something like that, but we only needed to get X amount of points to win it. And the next moment, next one was actually Chad winning. For me, he won, he won Loretta's. And that was my first race ever, you know, being a mechanic winning Loretta's. So I saw the, I have the champagne bottle by the way, still. So, which is kind of cool. You know, that is. That is. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah. Then, you know, obviously Chad winning the, you know, three in a row was fun. That was fun. You know, that, that was a special, special day. And Doug went in a WPSA race. That was a, he won that race with, I think like three laps to go. Dustin Wimmer was winning the whole thing, had it in the bag and Doug reeled them in and passed them. So that was cool. That was a good battle. Yeah. That was a fun race. I was dude talking about heart rate <laughs> on a mechanic. The heart rate was going, but that one, I actually sat down on a tail on a hay bale after that race. And I actually had to take a couple breaths. <laughs> I don't know what you're so yeah. worried about. We, we all knew Doug was going to win. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nothing yeah. against Dustin at all. Yeah, but yeah. I think the craftiness of the old guy and the and the the heart and the fight in him, yeah, wasn't going to let it go. Yeah. Do you know when he won that thing? I had to take that bike back to my house and basically prep that whole thing for a photo shoot the next day. Did you know that? Like, I couldn't even go to the party. I took my bike the bike home because it was in New Jersey. I took the bike home in my garage. And took all the parts home and had to redo the whole thing. New plastics, new everything for the photo shoot the next day in Englishtown with John, John Howell. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's dedication there. I couldn't even hang and have fun at the party. I had to go home and work. So that's just, you know, the dedication that I, I put into it. Cause I wanted that bike to be perfect, you know, for the photo shoot. Cause it's going in a magazine. Uh, I have a really nice po- poster of it though. I can tell you that in my garage right now. <laughs> uh, and the best part think- about it, I was holding the little light thing for the flash thing. I was holding it. So that flash was me holding it. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, good times, man. If people only knew how unromantic the behind the scenes were. Ah. Uh. Yeah. They may not people ever. Yeah. People don't know the stuff that I had to deal with, you know, all, all the stuff we had to deal with. It's, there's a lot of, it's a lot of work, man. A lot of work, a lot of fun, but a lot of work, you know, it's, it's, I have to say it's a little easier now because like this Yamaha is just phenomenal to work on. So it's not as difficult as it was when the four strokes first came out. Um, we go back to that, you know, we had to just, you know, figure it all out again. So it was tough, but, you know, well, it's making this new Yamaha was good. When, What's that? When you develop a package. Yeah. And you know it, you know, it's yeah. not as hard to work on. No. And repetition is key, you know, too. If you do it over and over and over again, you'll get faster and faster at it. You know, um, that is, that is a big key in my mechanicing. Um, knowing the tools is huge, you know, knowing what you need. It's huge. Um, that's a plan, you know, like I, we, we're going to go back to that, you know, always having a plan, um, knowing your, what you need to do with the job is huge. Um, 
Like I can probably tell you, eh, might be a little rusty, but I probably could tell you every tool you need to take a motor out. You know what I mean? On a Yamaha. Right. You know what, I mean? you know what I'm saying? Like, I know, like you need that, 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 and that to get it out, you know? And you need those on this side and that on the other side of the quad. <laughs> you know, this is going to be there and that's over there, you know? How many times in your career was being the race mechanic your only job? Um, Suzuki's. I was, that was my full, being Suzuki. Um, that was my full-time job for two years. And Pat Brown, too, for a while. And then I, then I started getting a second job after that, too. So, like with Travis... I was, I was a landscaper too. Like I cut lawns and then I used to work on his stuff at night. I've been doing that my whole life. Like I've been working two jobs basically my whole life. Um, I mean, even to, to this day now, I, I, you know, I work, um, I do lawn chemical for a friend of mine, um, during the day I've been with him for 12 years and then I come home at night and I work in the shop and I do harnesses and, you know, I do, motors for Jacob or I, you know, my friends and, you know, I have a friend, my, my buddy, Keith, uh, Ty, he's a close friend of mine and he's got like, <laughs> I don't know, 50 dirt bikes. So I'm always working on his stuff, you know, right. Whatever he needs, it's, it, it gets done. So, um, but I've always, always had two jobs always like Upperman, you know, Josh Upperman, he always cut lawns and then came racing, you know, him and I knew, you know, him and I, had that special bond, like, you know, we work and we come and play, you know? So, but Suzuki was full-time, big time. You know, the, those, those two years I worked for him was, was every day, all day. That was a lot of fun at times, but a lot of work at times. <laughs> I've never had that opportunity. Really? Oh, cause you work with your, your brother, you know? Yeah. Because it was always after hours. Yeah. yeah. Race stuff was always handled after hours. After hours. Yeah. Not, not during hours, huh? Cause well, you had customers. So you had to deal with that. Yeah, customers, yeah, customers, machines, you know, there yeah. was always the, the, the day before the race, you know, you'd get four or five hours to, to do certain things, you know, sometimes, and then sometimes yeah. not, sometimes you were still thrashing when you're supposed to be in the car driving. Right. And four or five hours you had, that's it. To, to do a race bike that's scary you know it takes me no, that's the two days that's i know but i'm saying but still you know you're like thrashing you know what i mean it's it's never a, a calming thing you know like even putting your race bikes together i would thrash the day before because you know didn't get the part or this or that you know it's just you always want to be a for those out there that are building quads you always want to have an extra set of something for the following year. That way you can keep rolling through the year. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like if you're ordering one set of A-arms and you plan on racing the following year and building a new bike, order two when you order one. That way you have a set in stock. That way you can get rolling with the bike because you never know what's going to happen the next year. Never. Right. Like for instance, now you can't get parts. So... Right. It's, it, you know, it's, it's, uh, yeah, you can't get parts, Lenny. <laughs> I know. I know. Buddy, I know. I, I'm living it too. Yeah. Paul, very I want to thank you so much for 
taking some time out of your schedule. You're welcome, Lenny. I really appreciate you, you, uh, you know, putting me on here and, uh, you know, talking to me again. Um, you know, just a shout out to, to Jacob to tell him, just keep up the great work, you know, and to Chad and to everybody, just keep up the great work. It's, it's fun watching everybody do what they're doing. So it's all good. You know, thanks for all that you've done and, and the, the part you've played in, in teaching and, and being there for so many people. Yeah, you're welcome, man. It's, I'm just blessed to be there for people. And, you know, I'm always here if they, someone needs. The team here at ATV Talk would love your feedback. Please email us at hello at ATVTalkPodcast.com. San Diego's Body Evolution and Wellness Center. With over 17 years experience, Dr. Heidi looking out after all your chiropractic needs and Coach PJ looking out after all your fitness needs. Visit our website, www.bodyevolution.org, or call for an appointment, 619-987-8875. Duncan Technologies International. More than 33 years in the industry building racing programs and ATVs around the world. We build winners. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, don't forget to rate us on all the available platforms and share us with your loved ones. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook for more ATV Talk News. See you next time.